Hello and welcome to the Roll Report. Woo-woo. We're back. We've Woo. been we've been off for weeks. I missed you guys. Yeah. Um, Me too. My name is Colin. I use he and they pronouns. I am your very uh, debatably friendly DM. Um, and let's uh, introduce yourselves, heroic trio, who is joining me as always. <laughs> Yo, it's me, Fenner. I'm here, live, recorded. Uh, it was recorded live, and now it's later. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still me. Uh, I play our favorite human, <laughs> Galen, who uses he, him pronouns. I particularly... Use whatever pronouns I, I need to these days. Yeah. Check. Check, check, check. Uh, my mm-hmm. name is Kaya May. I play Rivulet Starfish, the seventh princess of nautical Atlantis. <coughs> um, my pronouns are they, she. Hey there, this is Ben Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I am... Uh, playing your fairy changeling, Talus, um, who currently is taking the main roles of Yorick, the salty sailor pirate, and uh, recently introduced Renton Connolly, a very stylish bard from the Outer Ring, playing lots of charming songs and being generally charismatic. It's amazing. Question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when your fae changes shape, mm-hmm. do they also gain the skills? No. So you they, can't actually play music. Uh, ah, well, no. Can you? I mean, I have a pretty decent, decent charisma, charisma right? score, yeah. so I can pull something off. <laughs> okay, great. But, Maybe, it's not, but I'm going to need a compliment, stuff. is what yeah. I'm saying. You know, okay, I know y'all You're have playing one skills. string. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm faking it. I'm up there faking it to the best yeah. of my abilities. Okay, yes. Okay. Great question. I'm just um, figuring out. Yeah. yeah. In other exciting news, we are going to have our second ever live show on December 13th. Woo! So well. The last one was it awesome. Was so uh, yeah, so the last one you you can listen <laughs> to it hilarious. by the time we are by the time this is posted, you will be able to listen to it on Spotify. You can catch our release party, the special train job episode. Um, one of our best episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was pretty great. I I have thought the whole time that we were funny, but now I know that we were funny. It's true. We're in front of a live audience, and they it's true. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so if you are in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> If you're in the Bay Area, the California Bay Area, follow us on social media for details. December 13th, Wednesday, coming at you from the East Bay community space. You will not want to miss it, but follow us on social media for all the details. Uh, Also, I'm going to have to record this again, probably, but right now, thank you to everyone that left us a wonderful review on Apple Podcasts. VK Welling, The Uriah, D&D Enthusiasm, Lithan Light, and The John Metz. Thank you so much for rating and reviewing the show. It gave me such wonderful, warm, fuzzy feelings, and you're awesome. So if you want to get your name called out on the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be pretty cool. Cool. And yep. uh, with that, mm, mm? no, 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 go for well, it. One of those was me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that, maybe. <laughs> We're amazing. We're Keep amazing. On adding new positive reviews. Yeah. <laughs> with that, <laughs> let's get into a little recap. 
Uh, last time, our heroic trio leveled up to level four. I realized we didn't actually say that out loud. It was maybe implied, but they did. Uh, after a night of drinking and bonding in the aftermath of Talus's revelation of Femself as a changeling forced from their home in the Feywild, Galen was visited in a dream by the trickster, who seemingly blessed Galen's amulet and warned that Rywin of the Sea was also watching. Talus slept soundly, dreaming of new spells to be gleaned from Raider's captured spellbook, and Rivulet was almost too excited to sleep after not seeing Drawn all day. You, in the morning, you were congratulated and paid by a note from Maddie. And in the week since then, you have explored the city a little bit further, uh, seen some new places, visited a bar, and learned of Talus's newest bardic persona. You also uh, went shopping. A visit to the nearest Clams body jewelry store brought, bought a piercing for Galen. Yep. Rivulet sought out the Sew and Tell boutique to buy a replacement coat for Drawn, which brought him to tears. And you also visited Bloodbath and Beyond to commission a suit of armor for Nine the Octopus. Uh, Talus learned some new spells. I had this note that I like didn't ask you what they were, but I think we went over it. I'm pretty sure you learned some from a level up and you copied a couple out of Raider's Spellbook, if I'm remembering that right. Yep, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, it was a whole week. I'm very magical. As wizards do, spend all of your money on ink and parchment. <laughs> As the opening day of the wizard's tourney arrived, you all piled into a waiting Scarlet Osprey boat and waited with the rest of the eager city for the opening ceremony. At the sound of a massive, illusory bell, a gate to another dimension appeared, and the flotilla rushed towards the stadium. And that's where we are now. Uh, so, quickly, one thing that I want to ask is, Talus, what face are you wearing at the moment as you proceed towards the tourney? Uh, let's say I'm in my bard persona. All right, and I, I don't remember if we got an accurate like description. What does is, what is, uh, the bard look like? Oh, uh, the bard is, well, insofar as uh, our old friend Talus is a, a stocky, weathered pirate, uh, the bard, Renton Connolly, is younger, quite good-looking, quite tall, clad in, let's say, green felt. That's canon now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I think Robin Hood, but, you know, mm. he's got a Scottish accent and not a... You know, Not Nottinghamshire accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> cool. Um, and uh, is he human? Yeah. Well, human. Okay. So he's the second human I've met. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're surrounded by human boys. <sighs> wow. <laughs> I'm not a boy. I'm a man. <laughs> That's true. Oh. That's so true. Ask the octopus. Sorry, Galen. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> All right, good to know. Um, and uh, yeah, well, the the dimensional gate opens, the boats all surge ahead, and as you cross the boundary of the portal, the sky immediately changes from a clear tropical blue to the strangely bright whitish iridescence. Mm. And you can see the boundaries of this plane shimmering far off in the distance. Before you is an immense dock with the boats that were closest to the gate already beginning to fill in the slips closest to the grand entrance of the stadium. And it is oh so grand. Oh. The stadium itself towers above you, dominating your vision and rising hundreds of feet into the air. 
The largest entrance must be at least 100 feet across and 50 high at the peak of its gracefully curved archway open to the public, with several smaller ones at regular interval intervals along the length of the ground level of the stadium. And from this angle, as your boat pulls into a slip some distance away from the entrance, you can see just a little hint of the inside past these things. Um, if it helps sort of imagining, uh, imagine the Colosseum, mm. right? It is, it is that, but on a much more massive scale and, you know, as it was several thousand years ago in its heyday rather than the current ruin that I, I think in this moment, as you guys are pulling in and, and seeing this, uh, I'm going to say what... What are each of you sort of thinking about and and feeling in this moment as the wizard's tourney is right ahead of you and this immense stadium? What kind of fanfare is going on? What kind of fanfare? There is a full brass marching band on this, like, on sort of a plaza in front of the grand entrance, just like drums are pounding, brass horns and woodwinds are just blaring full volume and force into the air, uh, playing some very well-known triumphal marches and tunes. Uh, it is it is a spectacle. Um, behind them, there are several... You, uh, you I think you kind of got a, a feeling for this. There are, like, lower-ranking mages and wizards, their robes a little bit less grand, sending... Uh, dancing lights and other spells, um, prestidigitation and small fireworks just into the air, uh, exploding left and right, big bursts of color and booms echoing off of the facade of the Coliseum, of the stadium. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm wishing I had some more of those cool parlor tricks with all those exploding celebratory things going on. I'm like, wow, that's cool. I wonder how hard... That can't be that hard to learn. <laughs> I love it. I love the energy. I'm so excited. <laughs> Rivulet is like overwhelmed with glee and excitement. This is the moment that she's been waiting for for like months, if not years. Mm -hmm. um, she's stoked and her like entire body is vibrating and glistening with glee. You feel a little bit like nine inside your hair is slightly wobbling back and forth and, and like tapping you with a tentacle trying to get you to stop. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> oh. uh, Talus, while outwardly, is uh, joyfully taking in the sights and in the persona of Renton dancing along to the delightful marching band. Uh, Talus is actually looking very carefully at the wizards and the spells they're casting. This is a huge opportunity for Talus to learn a lot more about magic, right? Yeah. Uh, I have been, you know, in the Feywild and I'm familiar with the way that fairies use magic. Um, and I've seen a little bit of the magic, uh, you know, used at the Collegium. But this is an opportunity for me to, like, really expand yeah. and deepen my capacity. So I'm very, very yeah. excited to see what people are going to do. Absolutely. Um, well. Reveal it. We'll take mm. your notes, but it's not actually play. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody, give me a perception check, and uh, Talus, Renton, give me an Arcana check as well. Okay. What if our passive perception will end up being higher than our rolled perception? You, uh, it'll, it'll, oh. honestly depends on circumstance. In this say, I, oh, I, I would say, yeah. Oh, I would wow, say natural 20. Amazing. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, I, as always... 
hor- horrifically failed my perception uh-huh. check, but I got a dirty 20 on the archive. Okay. Check, so I'm good. Oh, so, wait, no, I misread that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a 14. <laughs> I use the internet to roll the dice. And, and it doesn't always doesn't always work. Do you have a okay. bonus on it? or uh, For perception. Oh, yeah. So I got 20. Oh, no, so 15. Okay, 15, yeah, 23, 20. very low. Uh, Talus, you are incredibly focused on these mages and the spells they're casting, looking around this demi-plane, looking at the, uh, at the stadium itself. And we'll get to that in, in a moment. Uh, Rivulet, you taking everything in. Um, what you can see is there are eyes of a child. Yeah, <laughs> multiple levels of the stadium. You know, the entrance is only sort of on this ground level, but there are big uh, uh, windows and like apertures in the facade of the building to let in light on each level. Um, you see a little bit. It looks like there are there is food vendors, there is craftspeople, tradespeople, um, all sorts of people on on every floor. Um, Galen, as you actually, sorry, I had um, you had higher, you were higher. Yes. Um, oh. So Galen, you also noticed this. Um, the two of you, kind of like, as you're excitedly like looking around, Galen, like wondering at how cool this magic is. Um, yeah, so there, you know, five, six, multiple levels, about forty or fifty feet in between each level of the Coliseum. Rivulet, you, you notice uh, it's it's hard to see exactly from this distance, but. It looks like, you know, as you look up and and see a little bit into where some of these booths and stalls are, you notice uh, a little bit of a difference. There's there's one, a, a subset of them that you can see seem much more subdued, uh, like they're just sort of um, almost mechanically going about whatever task they have. And then some of them, you can see people that are seemingly frantically trying to clean their bar top, like moving around in much more hurry, like really trying to get that last minute readiness. Um, from this distance, it's a little hard to tell why, uh, but there is definitely a very distinct difference between these two, uh, two different booths that you can see through the, um, through the opening. Talus, uh, you, you recognize a number of spells, right? The, the, sort of mages that are behind this brass band, you imagine are, are at a similar level to where you are, right? They're sending, you know, they're sending a lot of cantrips, any cantrips that they can add a few layers of effect to, that they can bring some colored lights. You, some of them seem like they're using some thaumaturgy to just add a little boom of a crash of a cymbal or a drum beat. Um, and you also, as you, uh, with, with a dirty 20, as you look at the entire stadium and around, you start to suss out a couple things about this, um, which I, I, I think confirms some things that you learned from Ruby. Uh, it does seem like the entire <coughs> setting for the tournament is this little demi-plane that has been constructed specifically for it, right? This, like, the strange iridescent light in the sky, the way it looks like you're inside some massive sphere possibly like it's so big the angles of it are a little hard to read and you look and it also looks like this whole stadium was created magically as you get a little bit closer and 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 kind of keep eyeing it the stone itself has been sculpted it's not that it has been hammered and chiseled and worked the way uh i think the way that you would be a little familiar with from some of your travels towards the dwarven isles and just some of the buildings that you've seen um in fact I think you with that was with a dirty uh, dirty twenty. It looks to you like a spell that you have heard about, but not 
or you're not able to cast yet. It looks like a magnificent mansion. Mm. This is a spell that you know a little bit about. The, the caster can create a demiplane with this mansion inside of it that can be configured how they want. The like size of it. Yeah. Ish. Okay. Yeah. Um, the size of it, you, you think also this is several very powerful wizards trying to cast this spell together. Mm-hmm. However, how, I'd say you're not entirely sure like how they've managed to do that, but it is, it does seem to be very, very reminiscent of this spell and like many people have been working on it together. Right. And so that explains the opulence and... Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and how you know how to build something like this in this plane without needing to you know bring in truckloads of stone, uh, boatloads I guess would be would be the more accurate, <laughs> uh, boatloads and boatloads of stone, and and then have to shape it magically or uh, mundanely, mundanely <laughs> thing. Um, and uh, with that, you the boat you are in pulls into the dock. You see Alistair is waiting for you, giving a little wave and a small smile as uh, the boat kisses the wood of the dock, and you all step out. He goes, hello! I, I got here just a moment ago. It is wonderful to see you all again. How is everyone? Great. You look extremely excited. I'm so excited! Yes, well, I... I hope that it lives up to your expectations. Oh, well, um, shall we? He gestures towards the stadium. All right. All right. Uh, as you all begin walking, the, the dock is big enough uh, that it's, you know, takes a little bit of time and the band is still playing. More and more boats are pulling in. Um, you, Rivulet, I think you also notice with your uh, 23, 24, mm-hmm. um, you see someone, someone's, a little bit unusual. It occurs to you in this moment that in the city so far you have seen zero dragonborn. You're aware that they, you know, aware that they exist. It's it's well known, but there haven't been any. And here at the tourney, there is a small contingent of dragonborn of several different colors, uh, both chromatic and uh, metallic. Um, so so solid colors and the the metal colors um, sticking together, not really talking to anyone, heading into the stadium. And I think notable, not that they seem to be doing anything suspicious or weird, just that you're seeing them. Mm. And they have not been in the city at all. Mm. Um, so as you uh, approach the stadium, Alistair looks over and he goes, it seems uh, loud enough to tell you this. Um, I've been doing a bit of research in the last week, um, as well as enjoying our wonderful shopping trips. I can't wait to see what sort of armor your octopus will have. Mm. Um, and... Um, Galen, I, unfortunately, what I've discovered so far is this cult is mostly humans. Well, I, I did no aspersion towards your species or anything. No, I get it, man. We suck. No, I, I, you, you're delightful. Well, I, the it wasn't raised you made by alone. That's, that's why. It's true. So you don't have to apologize. I know. I know I just, how it is. Humans... Generally, pretty weird. I the ones I have met seem well. Bad motivations around wealth accumulation and <laughs> you know we're we, uh, we're soft. Got him on a diatribe. Yeah, I, I won't go. I won't go on. But yeah, tell me what. So well, what makes you think this or know this? So I've been corresponding with acquaintances and uh, business associates, people that I know throughout the archipelago, and 
what I've been able to find out, I, well, used some family resources to also contact several other islands. Um, and the people that I've been in touch with, they're sort of uh, trying to keep an eye on the situation. And they have told me that most of the, what shall we say, priests that they have seen are human. Mm. I don't know entirely what to make of that beyond, you know, perhaps the assumption is that this originates on the human island, which is... Well, I mean, don't be so sure, because from what I know about humans being one and all, we're very easily manipulated by other people. Uh, not necessarily human people, but, you know, other things. So I'm just saying... Oh, no, no, you're, you're quite right. How do you I... manipulate humans? Uh, just dangle like a golden carrot in front of them. Does it need to be gold or just a carrot? Definitely. I mean, the carrot is more of the exchangeable aspect of that allegory. I'll say, put it that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got lots of gold. Well, then you could probably manipulate a lot of humans. And you? Nah. All right. But I would still take the gold. I mean, just... Just not uh, join a cult. Yeah. In exchange. Well... Okay. I'm a good egg, I promise. She rubs his head. <laughs> You're quite right. It's it is you know too too early to conclude anything definitively, but it is an interesting coincidence, mm. perhaps. I heard, I heard, totally heard. I I have also learned that they call themselves the Harbingers of the Crimson for some reason beyond simply the color of their robes, which I would argue is more scarlet than crimson. Crimson, but that's me. Who knows? And. They seem most active to the north and east of the city, sort of that big, you know, that sort of arc of the archipelago, which, again, that is the direction of the human-dominated island, so... I think my dad's been complaining about them, but I'm not sure I haven't really been paying attention, but that seems to have rung a bell or two. Doesn't seem to like humans very much. Well, you know... um, she doesn't look in, at Galen at all. In, in <laughs> fairness, Princess, your kingdom doesn't seem to like most surface dwellers. Histori- oh, historically, yes. at least. And, and it was very encouraging that you were assigned here, uh, well, to the city. Oh, that was entirely my idea. Oh. Interesting. I suppose I'll have to have another conversation with um, uh, a contact in the city government then. Oh, um, don't say anything, please. And she, like, takes out five pieces of gold. No, no, no. I don't need your money. If it is enough to know that my friend does not wish me to say such thing. Thank you. Of course. Um, I should also tell you that um, the dwarven clan uh, that previously um, owned Bob is looking for him. Oh. How can Uh you own another creature? Well, that is an interesting question. I suppose uh, property is not... And as Mm. Princess of Notlantis, all under-creatures are under our dominion. I have no objection to this. I agree with you. I merely wanted to inform you that perhaps uh, if you see any any dwarven... uh, you know, angry-looking dwarven people following you, uh, perhaps avoid them. 
Oh, okay. don't let on you have the fish. Yeah, yeah, listen, ready to have some kiddo. awkward conversations with dwarves. That's what I think he's saying. Yeah, dominion <laughs> is a state of mind. Or, you know, just like hide Bob if you see any dwarves, maybe. That would be the play. <laughs> you know, or sing them a song. I'm sure we'll find some way to work it out. We You've... can work it out. <laughs> you feel Bob give a little out. shiver and swim towards your stomach. Yeah. Away from your leg towards, like, deep hiding and nestling in your center. Yes, Aww. and now I'm, like, creating more opaque clothing around myself. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want Bob to have to go back to any dwarfs. I'm sure he didn't like it there. Did he? Bob? Do you want to go back to the dwarves? Um, not, not really. Uh, they just kind of kept me in that little tank and... Well, I think so, right? How long ago was that? My memory's not very good. Mm-hmm. I'm a fish. At least a couple I, of days. I like it a lot better uh, with you. Okay, great. Sounds settled. Gives a little flick of its fin and like turns a little circle in your stomach. And um, if you ever want to be dropped off anywhere, just let me know. But I like your company, so... Oh, well, uh, maybe maybe if we head back to the, you know, the island I came from. Do you know where that is? Mm, we can find out. Dora... I- Dron is very resourceful. I like your attitude. Uh, Dron, by the way, did come with you and is kind of like looking very uncomfortable at this. Uh, princess, did you... What do I want to know? <laughs> no, but now I need you to find the island that Bob is from. Please and thank you. And I have an English accent that I'm uh, when we get back to the city, I will do some research and see if I can find out where his species comes from. Wonderful, thank sure. you. And um, your miniature version of this spectacle is very spot on, thank you. Yes, uh, sure, uh, of course, of course. He's so good at research. Mm. I, well, I try, but thank you. It's, it's, it's nice to be appreciated. He also just like quietly strokes the collar of his new coat. <laughs> little smile on his face. Mm. Uh, but he begins bringing up the rear, uh, taking place behind you as you all begin uh, walking towards the stadium. Uh, so, as you approach, there are people just flooding towards all the entrances. Uh, you know, it does seem as you get closer, you can see a little bit more of the curve. It seems like this immense curved shape. Uh, and all the way around it, somehow, the, like the the portal is spitting out boats, like where there are open uh, mm. berthing slips, and and you see it like vanishing around the edge of the curve. Uh, people flooding in as you approach the the band becomes overwhelming, overwhelmingly loud for a moment, uh, right as you pass, and then uh, you see at the I cast cloud, uh, fog around my ears to drown it out a little bit. A very, very small, dense fog cloud right around Rivulet's head uh, appears. It does uh, muffle the sound a little bit. Some of the uh, specific notes sort of like bounce off of the water droplets and and actually get louder, but the overall effect is is muffled a little bit. Um, At the entrances, you see there are small... uh, There's an attempt... To make people go through a little turnstile, uh, but all of these entrances, especially the main one, is kind of large enough that it's, you know, there's not really a way to control it. And uh, it's a little turnstile, and you see uh, 
Talos, I think you you recognize the uh, the Magnificent Mansion spell can create little faceless servants, the little magical beings, sort of, that have no actual sort of agency or willpower, just, you know. Uh, you see a number of these things at each of the turnstiles holding out a an appendage that people are sort of putting a ticket into. There's a little flash of light, and then it nods, and they go through the turnstile. And you all approach. Uh, this one is is uh, or- more orange uh, and holds out a hand, and drawn step forward. You go, aha, I can do this. And he hands over uh, a little sheaf of tickets for everybody. Um, and he lays them on this thing's hand, flashes a little bit with magical glow, and then it steps out of the way so you can all enter through the turnstiles. And um, as you as you get in, um, maybe one more perception check to see what you notice in here. Sound effects. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, yeah, Four talents, I have that's no not bad. bonuses on perception. Yeah. Oh, no. Not very wise. That's all there is to it. Okay. I rolled a four. If the digital dice are betraying you, there is real dice. <laughs> um, I'm, so I'm, I'm considering maybe re-rolls. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to say I would like to use one of my... You want to use, my use, lucky okay. redos. Go for it. Where is it? Lucky redos. We, we had a long rest since. Yes, yeah. you, you have had so a long we're all rest. Back. We, we long rested. We dreamed about things. It was so nice. Important things. Okay. Lucky point taken. Give me a real dice here. Mm-hmm. Come on, Papa needs a new pair of shoes uh, to perceive <laughs> the shoes. What is it? 18! Alright. Plus one. That's 19, baby. Hey. Worth it. So, as you enter, there are, um, on this level too, there are a number of these stalls. There are also sort of moving staircases, taking people up to the next level on either side of you. Uh, But what you notice is essentially what Rivulet noticed earlier. Uh, You're all close enough to see this. So, the booths alternate. There are there is food of many different varieties. There is drinks of many different varieties. There are games. There are crafts. There are all sorts of things. There is even a little store with logos or colors of some famous wizards. I want a um, game. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> Hold on, I'm still perceiving. <laughs> uh, what you perceive is this difference between roughly alternating is a booth that is completely run by the faceless servants in their little, in whatever color. The colors seem to change each booth, but these are the ones that were just very calmly doing nothing. So there are the completely faceless little magical entities that are serving food that you assume has been magically created, or drinks that have been magically created, uh, the things that this spell has brought. Next to them are actual merchants, there is a cacophony of, hey, get your red hots, get your red hots. Over here, I got candy. Who needs some cotton candy? Competing from all around you. Step right up, step right up the booth, win a prize. Coming from everywhere. And uh, you, I think you all, with just by just with passives, get there's like a little bit of tension. There's a little bit of tension between the live merchants of varying species, hawking their wares, trying to get people to come to them, and the magically created booths. 
staffed by these servants. Um, but AI. Mm-hmm. Among other things, uh, uh, are you actually first? Let me say, are you staying on this level, or would you like to explore and go to different levels of the stadium? Well, I'm just confused. All I got, all I noticed was that the, there were different stalls. Just want, I just wonder if you got a little more for me for an 18. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 19. 19. 19. I mean, <laughs> you okay? Uh, <laughs> well, no, I, I was like thinking about it a little bit. Um, like, what did I get from that? I, was, I, you, I got it and I got the same information. Well, you got it from like way outside the stadium, and and this was I. You know, I think Galen, you were pointing this out more. Uh, you also catch a glimpse of a familiar gnome with brilliant braided red hair scurrying into the uh, into the main stadium. Uh, so you're at sort of this the concourse ring surrounding it, and there's entrances uh, that lead into the uh, the tournament area itself. Um, so you see uh, this little gnome, a uh, little tiny owl flying behind them, running into the stadium. Okay. Um, you also see uh, there are among several games. Uh, you see several signs f- with people in various robes stepping up to them for wizard duels. You see a separate booth that seems to be a bardic competition of some sort. There's someone kind of standing outside with an instrument trying to uh, drum up int- interest in this. And you also see several archery ranges. Mm. Which one has prizes where you can get... A- Stuffy, or some uh, kind of cute... all, all of them. Oh, all of them seem. We don't want to be bogged down by stuff this early on, right? I want a stuffy. I mean, I want a stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, are you gonna want a stuffy when we're trying to like covertly finagle our way around all these magical motherfuckers? Can I say fuckers? <laughs> yeah. Okay. These all these magical motherfuckers. You're gonna be walking well, around with a big old mushroom thing. I'd love to have a big old mushroom. Thing. Uh, yeah, but let's do it after we, after, you know, later. After we do what? Investigate a little more. It's just very um, conspicuous to wander around with a large stuffy. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it will not be too different from some others. Alistair points over. You see, uh, you know. Uh, it looks like several families with small children are heading over to these, like, the children's version of yeah. archery contest. There's, like, a tiny, you know, gnome-sized bow that smaller uh, uh, children of, of larger creatures are able to use. She's already walking towards the bardic competition. Okay. <laughs> All right. uh, There's no stopping a princess. Yeah. As you approach, you see that the closest bardic competition is run by a loxodon, a large elephant person, oh. uh, who gives you a wave and just goes, Hi there! Come on up! Challenge your wits! Challenge my wits! Challenge each other's wits! Flighting bardic competitions! How are you today? Welcome to the tourney! Thanks! You seem real excited. I like it. I'm so excited. Yeah, what are so we doing? excited. Well, there's a, there's several options. Uh, by the way, my name is Andros Singer. It's a pleasure to make all of your acquaintances. Welcome to the tourney. Now, there's a, there's a couple different formats, depending on if you're more of a look at my skill, or if you'd like to challenge me, or perhaps one of your friends here. 
what has uh, the best prizes? You know, if we're going to spend our time here, I want to make sure we're getting something worthwhile. Well, I'd like to think you'll spend a lot of time here. There's, you know, a little while before the duels start, and we'll be here the entire time the tourney is happening. See, the entire time. We could swing back, circle back. Oh, but you're here right now. What do you say? <laughs> well, the prizes are all the same, and he gestures behind him uh, as, you know, immense, like, seven and a half feet tall, like, very wide, bulky person uh, with immense elephant ears and a trunk. Uh, you see there are a number of stuffed creatures kind of hanging from uh, the little, you know, hooks in the ceiling. Uh, there are also a number of, you know, small, knick-knacky, artifacty no, something. No, I want more information about the stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, what is the exact shape and disposition of these stuffies? Reveal it's gonna need details. Right, exactly. Uh, Which sort of animals? Are there any sea creatures? There are there are absolutely some sea creatures. Uh, starfish. Uh, you you're looking at this, it yeah, there's some starfish, there's some oh. octopi, there is uh there's a shark, there's like a nice little hammerhead looking shark. Um, there is, of course, an elephant. Uh, and a few of the, uh, I would say a few of the land creatures you might associate uh, with more grasslandy kind of areas. There's like a big stuffed lion uh, and one or two I want to go to cats. the booth that has the mushrooms. He... <laughs> <laughs> He absolutely has a stuffed mushroom if that is what Rivulet wants more than anything else in this moment. Sorry, that was my fault. It's fine. It's fine. Putting ideas in our head. Mushrooms I thought that's what we're here for. The land lovers. Wouldn't what? you like a nice octopus to go with your octopus? I suppose you already have an octopus. Yeah. You don't need another one, do you? No. Or an elephant. I Elephants. would also be happy Everybody with an elephant. Everybody likes a nice elephant. Because then it's the elephant in the, the room. The fact that we're interacting with an elephant person. It'll, it'll, it's, a, it's a souvenir, if you will. Yeah. I mean, yes. Anyway, <laughs> so what do we have to do to get one of those stuffed elephants there, elephant person? Well. Uh, and Andros. <laughs> Andros, yeah. Well, you know, if so if we want to oh. have a bit of a flighting here, then you're going to compete with me and see who can do a little bit better on that score and try to gently poke fun at each other as you will. If you'd like to simply play a really wonderful song, I'd say I'd give you one if it meets some meets with the approval of those around you. You look around, there's like a small crowd has kind of been pulled in uh, just by your interacting with this person. Um, you know, five, ten people there and like many more streaming around behind them. Uh, if you make all these people give a cheer, I'd say you'd win a prize. Hmm. Uh, or, you know, if you'd like to, uh, you look, sir, you look like a bit of a, a bard yourself, perhaps, if the two of you would like to compete, I'd say I'd award the winner a prize. So, when you say flighting, do you mean like we insult each other and then say who wins? Because I know a lot of good your mom jokes. Well, I that's that's the basic structure of it, but, uh, you know, to properly win and, and be, can be declared the winner, you have to match the rhyme scheme and general meter of your opponent. You can't just kind of go, well, your mother's uh, was a sl sea slug and crawled around in the your bottom of the ocean. Your mother has a glass eye with a fish in it. Like uh, that. Well, yeah, but you, traditionally you might say more... Uh, She's got the wings and teeth of an African bat. <laughs> <laughs> Her middle name is Mudbone, and on top of all that... Oh, well, that, that rhymes. 
it, that that did rhyme. Now, now, our, our, I, I confess, I, I thought this 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 young lady here was going to be the one uh, challenging me, but seems like fair you enough. Are. No, you're right. No, I, I, I just wanted to drop some of my like, great your mom that jokes was, on you. That was quite impressive. Right. I'll give you that. I, I you may be my knight in shining armor. I don't, I don't mind. Right. So long as I get the well, elephant. Let's in the sing room. a song. You're bard. I'll sing a song with you. I'm a great accompanist. 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 That's that's. What the about word. me? Wonderful. I can hold down a beat. Of course you can. See, we're a good trio, I'm sure. Let's do it. All right then. Alistair just comes and whispers, "I can't play any musical instruments. I'm sorry." <laughs> that's okay, Alistair. Right. You can dance. Just tap your foot oh, convincingly. I'll do my best. <laughs> Looks very nervous. Um, yeah. Uh, Andres, hey, everybody step right up. We got a little bit of entertainment for you. These wonderful trees. Uh, do you have a name, by the way? We are the Wet Willies. The Wet Willies, yeah, that's really what you- Sounds The Wet promising. Willies! Give it up for the Wet Willies! Yeah, we're amazing. Getting ready for something wonderful. Uh, everybody, uh, I would think every, everybody make a performance check. Oh no. oh no. Oh no. it? Oh, I just rolled a seven. Oh no, it's all up to I Galen now. It. Come on, Galen. Do something for uh, Plus five, so that's an eight. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's I good, because I had no idea one, what we were going to say okay. anyway. Plus four. We haven't so, really done that, that much so rehearsal. I don't think we're getting the mushroom. Knowing that all of you rolled under double digits, what does your song sound like as you begin playing? <laughs> I actually end up like going into a coughing fit. Dum 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 Sorry. Alistair is really awkwardly trying to do a little soft shoe like nearby, but he clearly doesn't know how to tap and it's not in rhythm at all. We really should have warmed up more. Your mom is so fat. How fat is she? Your mom is so big and fat that she can get busy with 22 you. burritos when times are rough. <laughs> I see them in the back of Tug with handcuffs. <laughs> Your mom's so dumb. <laughs> she took nine months to make a mistake. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was a good one. Shame about this song. Mm. Uh, you, like, you rapidly, the crowd around you, like, winces, like, people are holding their ears, like, there's a mom holding her child's ears, trying to protect it from the cacophonous sounds of your very off-key, incredibly loud performances. Um, after a few moments, as it comes to an end, Anders kind of, like, rubs his head. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think I can give you a prize for that. Like the crowd dispersed a little bit. Uh, a for effort, guys. Really. Like I. You, I feel like your band. If you'll take this from an old old pro, might need a little rehearsal. I, that's reasonable. I suppose. Uh, I thought it was excellent, though. You should probably still give us an elephant. Make a persuasion check at disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I rolled. Oh, the wrong thing. That is a dirty my, 21 oh, for my first sad. one. Did you roll a 12? You, you rolled the wrong performance? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, but, okay, roll it again. Wait, roll, that roll changes everything. 13. Okay. 
plus five, which is eighteen. So, what? My retroactive roll was a seventeen too. So rivulets like really on. It's sadly Alistair's shaft chew and the accompaniment that is uh, a little bit off key and lacking. Um, it's beautiful. He uh, he he kind of folds his arms and he goes, "Well, you gave it a real nice effort." Hello, fellow tradespeople. This is Ben. I hope you are enjoying this podcast as much as we are. If you are, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Also, go ahead and follow us on social media at The Roll Report Cast. Um, if you are feeling especially supportive and fancy and delightful, you can also support us on Patreon, which we would really love and appreciate. And... Um, you get all kinds of really fancy, special bonus perks for doing that. All right, back to the show. So, Talos, with uh, with your, uh, or actually, uh, Rent, Renton? Yeah, Renton. Could, yeah, either way. I am both. I am all. Um, I am into With your, am so your lowest, are, lower than 17. And you are, she, and we are <laughs> all wet right. together. <laughs> 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 what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Uh, Andros folds his arms and goes, well, you guys really gave it a good, uh, the old, you know, the old collegium try, as they say, around <laughs> here. And uh, I'd like to reward you for that. So, uh, yeah, you can have one thing. And he gestures behind him. Uh, one of these, one of the nice plush toys, or I got a couple nice little other gifts for people who do exceptionally well. What w- what's your pleasure? I want the elephant, please. Elephant. Absolutely, of course. He just reaches up, pulls down. It is like the softest plush elephant you have ever felt. It is also brightly colored, like not actual elephant colored, but like... uh, pink? Yes. Hot pink. Hot pink. Hot pink elephant with like... Uh, sort of like darker purples instead of black, where like mm. nostrils and eyes and other things are like big purple buttons for eyes. So, um, mm. <laughs> well, you enjoy that, little lady. It was lovely to hear you sing. But again, I I think if you want to go pro as a band, maybe a little bit of rehearsal would be in order. Did you yeah, that, maybe. Friends? We need to rehearse. I don't know. I think we're pretty great already. I think we'll just, you know, continue to wing it. That's my play. Should I start to learn an instrument, or was I don't believe that my dancing was very good? I mean, can you just that would be excellent? Think about keeping a rhythm. Everyone can benefit from learning any dance classes. Uh, Well, I sort of uh, know how to waltz and a couple other uh, more courtly partner dances. (laughs) A ballroom dancer. Yeah. Rivulet immediately grabs his hands and like leaps him <laughs> <laughs> in a wall. Uh, make Gale a and jumps you, you're a leader. Make make a performance start check with singing. advantage. And I and I start singing Galen with advantage. What's my oh? So twice in the higher the two. Oof. Per, what what is it? What am I doing? Performance. That's a twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Alice didn't help. So. Um, it becomes immediately apparent that both of you have been trained and both of you are trying to lead. Oh. <laughs> and there is a bit of this like, 
back and forth and like how is it working and who's leading and stepping on toes and both of you holding up the wrong hand for like hand, holding hand versus holding under the shoulder. Uh, and then af- after a moment, you do figure it out and it, and it looks much better because uh, you both have been trained. Um, also, I think, Rivlet, give me an insight check uh, also with advantage. 13 plus... Uh, insight plus four, uh, 17. Um, wow. Those plus was really helpful, right? Uh, Alistair has been well-trained, you think in a very similar way to you. Mm-hmm. So I think with this, with a 17, what you're realizing is that, uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't talk a lot about his family, where he's from, and things. But uh, in this moment, you you feel pretty certain that you know he's he comes many clues along. He comes comes from <laughs> comes from some money, and like this was definitely you know sort of elocution and uh, and courtly manners, and these dances were a part of his upbringing the same way they were for you. Uh, I cast minor illusion to play the blue Danube as accompaniment yes. to your <laughs> dancing. Da, 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 da. So as as the blue Danube comes in, the dance it figures out Alistair is like yes, it lets you lead. He's you know he's he's going to do that, and it and and you waltz away from this booth to polite claps from the assembled crowd that then fills in. You hear the beginnings of someone behind you, Anders going, "Well, all right, let's see what you got." Um, you're you're strong as an ox, and you look like a box of rocks, and like you hear the beginning of a flighting competition behind you, but. You all, uh, where where would you like to go? There is magical and mundane food and crafts and wares. There is the aforementioned wizard duel and archery, uh, and you and um, is it, isn't there like an, a main arena space? Yes, right. I want. I think I want to check out that sure. main arena space and see who's you know setting up. Yeah. The edges. Who's sitting real close? Who's I think got we the should best find seat? some suspicious characters and follow them. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I haven't seen any suspicious characters, though. Have you? You're so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always know how to have a good time. <laughs> um, I, I've not noticed anything. You know what I've noticed? What? You know those dragonborns? Ooh, dragonborn. I Cute. haven't seen any before, but I've read about them, obviously. And I've seen them here for the first time. You've seen them here? Yes. Oh, oh my. Haven't you? Uh, I, I must not have noticed. Uh, I saw a couple, but I, I, you know, I didn't really put two and two together that they're, they're not really around these parts of town. Why don't we see any dragonborns in Sea Shallow, Alistair? Yes, um, Alistair. Uh, Alistair rolls a, a 16 on his history check. Um, well, it, it's not exactly my area of study, but um, what I do know is that the, the dragonborn... Island is is quite some distance away, and you know we've not really seen dragons in in a number of years. And I my understanding is that the well the dragonborn themselves are sort of um, violent. I I believe they sort of keep to themselves. They're not really um, 
the most friendly uh, and, and I could be wrong, I've not met many personally. This is uh, only based on my own research, you understand. And, and of course, history classes when I was young. Mm. But I, I just, I, they don't seem to pay much attention to the affairs of other species and of the archipelago as a whole. Are there water dragons? Are you asking me or are you asking Alistair? In the DM. Uh, there are aquatic species of dragon, or like amphibious species of dragons, yes. And um, I think what, what you... Like would be familiar with water dragons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but maybe uh, not dragon-born. Yeah. Uh, uh, why don't, every, all of you give me either, uh, I'm going to say, religion or nature checks. Do I have to choose first or come ahead? Uh, yes, you have to choose first. Religion or nature? They might be the same. They're both intelligent. They're, they're yeah, both they're intelligence based. But if you so have, oh man, I got one. minus one on both of those. Okay. okay, I have a ten on my nature. Okay. <clears throat> Fifteen. Okay. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, Talus, you're thinking about this. You know, you also uh, the heart of the Isles never went to the Dragonborn Island, so you don't have kind of direct personal experience with them. Um, I would say that uh, it, as you think about it in this moment, you realize they're also You've traveled pretty extensively for two years, and they are not very common on other islands. Um, let me make sure that I am remembering where I located this. I think they are they are south. Uh, I'm gonna make sure that I I look that up. Uh, they are south of Sea Shallow itself. So you you know when you are around other islands that were to the south of the archipelago, there are a few more. But they they're they're pretty rare outside their own island. Um, uh, Galen, uh, you know you. I've encountered them on the open seas. You, you've encountered them when I've been you've, working. You've met them. As I don't a think you've made a study. But what I will say with a fourteen uh, and with your very recent dream, you know that Rywin, who is the god of the sea, is. Uh, sometimes depicted as, and in your dream, definitely appeared to be the largest fucking dragon or sea serpent looking thing that you have ever seen in your life. Hmm. Um, Rivulet, I think same thing. Were you were you on nature or uh, or religion? By the way, nature. Okay, always. yeah, I think with a fifteen, you you also remember that that you know Rywin, who is the god of the sea and. Uh, one of the godly parents of Dragonborn is classically depicted as this immense dragon. I don't think that your family necessarily has a personal relationship with him beyond being an important deity for underwater peoples. Um, and in this moment, I think you also remember that uh, there... Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they, their home is a very large volcanic island that's far to the south, so it's also far from Notlantis. Um, and the, you, Alistair seems, uh, seems to be you know, re reminding you of some things that you learned as well, that they are, um, in this world at least, uh, more insular. Um, the ones most commonly seen out in the world are metallic rather than chromatic. So the so copper, gold, silver, mm -hmm. rather than red, green, blue, black, white. Um, and the blue ones, do they are they water dragon? Uh, I uh, I'm I'm gonna pull it out of my ass. I think black 
blue, bronze, and uh, and like one other are amphibious. They can breathe underwater. Um, uh, I and and yeah, since since it is. It, Roughly classical D&D lore, I'd have to double check. But, like, yeah, there's, like, about half of them can live underwater. And there's a couple species, uh, in, including copper and, um, I think, uh, uh, black dragons, uh, the dragons themselves, that do make their, or used to make their nests either underwater or in sea caves on the on a cliffside, like, much more connected to the ocean yeah. or to bodies of water. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, Alistair continues, continues in that vein, but he, he doesn't have a lot more, like, you know, I, I just, they've not, um, they've rebuffed overtures from Aya, from the All Island Alliance to, to join and to, uh, turn their attention more towards the affairs of the entire archipelago. And they, yeah. to the best of my knowledge, have rebuffed those attempts. Um, but that is very interesting that here, I, I can only assume they must have a wizard or someone entered into the tourney in that case. Mm. But um, shall we gestures towards one of the openings that lead from the concourse area into the stadium itself? Yes? Yes. Yeah, into okay. the stadium. I follow Alistair. All right. Uh, you, so the, the, you know, there's sort of a long tunnel just to get from the concourse. And since you are still on the ground level, uh, this is like the longest distance you'd go to get into the stadium itself. As you emerge, you can see that there is an immense oval shaped ring in the center of the stadium. It's about a hundred feet, uh, by 200 feet at its widest, um, big oval. The, as you emerge and look behind you, the Coliseum, the stadium towers in the sky, you think that there is maybe enough room for a hundred thousand or more people to sit. There are rows and rows of uh, stone benches that have um, cushions on them, uh, spaced in such a way that you know, presumably, unless you're an asshole, you're not going to kick the people in like the the seat below you, unless you like really stretch your feet out. Um, and it is beginning to fill up. The people are. Um, it's, it's very sparse at the moment. It seems like people are sort of distracted by the games and the food and things on the concourse. You also see kind of just hovering in the middle of the sky an immense uh, timer that is counting slowly down. Uh, and it's counting down, uh, it seems to be uh, roughly 30 minutes as you emerge and uh, just second by second ticking off. Um, so there's a little air of anticipation building up around you. Um, Everybody make, uh, I would say, either perception or investigation in this case. Sixteen. Ooh, Nineteen, motherfucker! I just crit failed. Oof. <gasps> uh, I think, Talus, you are... I'm terrible at rolling <laughs> dice sometimes. I mean, you know, if then you need you to, if you need the to real it, stuff, I man. should. I need to. I need to you move need to, away from the digital. Say, the internet yeah, is like, bad today. You can so. never put the digital dice in dice jail. It's my only complaint about them. But yeah, I have. I got physical dice. If you want, um, you're you're looking around like you know again the the amount of. At this point, as you're looking at just the sheer size of it and knowing a little bit about the spell that created it, you're looking around like there must be like. 
between five and ten extremely powerful wizards collaborating on this spell. And that is just kind of, I think, blowing your mind here. Uh, just the sheer scope and scale of it. Um, around Every around there are like little globes of magical light providing extra illumination, although the iridescent sky and barriers of this plane provide a lot themselves. There are uh, teams of wizards kind of in the... Uh, in the in the um, arena, smoothing sand over, uh, uh, putting you know putting things in place, marking off the halfway point uh, and the and what seems to be the starting positions that are kind of at opposite ends, um, and all around you there are uh, yeah people just continuing to filter in through these tunnels from the concourse area, um, and that was. Uh, very good for both of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, uh, know, knowing that you're looking for them, um, you notice that this little collection of Dragonborn is, uh, they're sort of, um, you know, a, a, a good chunk, uh, up and to your right. You guys have kind of emerged like right at stadium level, right at arena level. And they're, um, you know, back and up behind you. Uh, but you see this little contingent of Dragonborn. Uh, you also... Uh, who rolled the highest? Me, 19. 19. You're, uh, six, 16, right? Well, I have... Pers- what is it? It was either perception or investigation. Perception plus 15. Okay. So, okay. 15. so, uh, so you both notice... Um, My dice moved. Uh, you, yeah. Uh, you do both see... Um, beginning to just sort of... Uh, well, beginning to fly around, uh, you see Ruby on a flying broom, um, just sort of doing some little loops, uh, staying, seeming to stay about 40 to 50 feet above. Was that who I saw earlier? Yes. That's the gnome, right? That's your, the gnome. Gnome. Yeah. Ruby uh, the gnome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with their, their little owl flying behind them. Um, and, uh, they don't, I, I think with a 19, you both notice they're, they're pretty actively looking for things. They're not just sort of like flying and excited and happy. Like most of the crowd that's around you and people that are in the stadium mm. are chatting and laughing, drinking, you know, a couple of people. It's a more particular look. They're, 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 they're really, searching they are for actively sweeping in the area and searching mm. uh, from, from the Interesting. broom. Um, and it looks like they're sort of doing uh, kind of up to the highest seats and down like a zigzag that's going to slowly make its way around the stadium. I think there there's not too much else going on at the moment that is worthy of attention. There is, uh, yeah, there there's no, no one in this moment of strikes you as looking particularly shady, particularly out of place, like they're going to like do something weird. Uh, I'd like to investigate the stage. Yeah, we have uh, half the, an hour. Sure, like the start. Yeah, yeah. the the the, uh, the arena itself. The arena. Sure. Yeah. Uh, roll me, roll an investigation check. And and what are you what are you looking for? What are you what are you trying to figure out? Um, if there's any magical traps. Okay. Twenty at twenty, baby. Amazing. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yes. What is your investigation modifier um, for uh, plus? Uh, I, they're alphabetical. Yeah, I don't have... Right there, plus two. Plus two. Okay, so, yeah, uh, Nat, 20 for 22. Um, 
you you move a little closer as as you do uh, and as you start trying to step onto the sand a magical barrier appears in front of you and you rebound off of it slightly uh, with just um, and you feel nine just kind of like sloshing back and forth and bob at the same time uh, the rest of you see that as rivulet kind of the, there's steps there's like a way that you think you would be able to just go right from the stands into the sand itself uh, but this barrier appears it it seems to be primarily uh, sort of brilliant electric blue, but there's other colors woven into it. Um, and uh, a nearby wizard looks over uh, from where they're sort of um, smoothing out the sand and comes over. Uh, you see a, uh, this is a tall centaur. Uh, and there is um, sort of wearing this, like the human part is wearing this very elegant uh, coat with a long blue ribbon, uh, like a chest uh, sash across it. Um, they seem to have something kind of perched on the horse half that looks like an antique feather duster. A little weird. Um, but they sort of uh, canter over and goes, Yes, can I help you? It appears you are trying to gain entrance to the tourney. Yes, I'd love to know more about the stage. You seem to know well, a lot about this. Yeah, well. and I don't know if you know who this is, but this is Rivulet, one of the daughters uh, of Notlantis. Tri ah. tri Triton. I, I'm having Dorian introduce me. Oh, he's introducing you? You now? have the honor of witnessing the seventh princess of the kingdom of Notlantis, the Duchess of the Seventh Sea, Princess Rivulet Starfish of Notlantis. And uh, the, she does her curtsy with the lights and the swirling. Uh, the centaur um, bows his human half just a little bit, and you see uh, him kind of like one foreleg takes a little step forward so it can bend. Uh, a, a, the centaur bow. Goes, ah, yes, well, it is uh, one pleasure to make your acquaintance, your highness. I am Archmage Charistus. Welcome to the tourney. Thank you. Now, um, I'm afraid the uh, sands are closed to those who have not entered the tourney itself for your own protection, you understand. There is likely to be some powerful magics being wielded, and we can't have anyone getting hurt. Uh, but what it is, what is it that I can tell you about the sands and the, and the attorney itself? Absolutely everything. Uh, well, um, <laughs> well, how much time have we got? He looks up to the sky. Uh, only a few minutes. Uh, well, um... Well, the the tourney itself is uh, is this uh, this arena is protected by my own magic and some of my fellow archmages, uh, primarily myself, of course, <laughs> um, and uh, it is designed to protect the spectators and keep all of our magical spells and what have you contained to the sands of the arena itself. And uh, there are, you see the starting positions, and he gestures behind him, you see these two little circles. Um, they look like, uh, you know, the whole thing's about uh, 200 feet long that way, and it looks like they're about the 50 feet mark, so there's maybe 100 feet or so in between them. The uh, participants will start in these two circles. At the announcer's go, they will uh, do their level best to duel each other, and we'll, soon we'll have a winner, hopefully. Um, 
we've made some agreements as to how many counter spells and how many of certain types of uh, magics, um, just by mutual agreement, because, you know, we all sort of think it's interesting when we can counter each other's magic over and over and over and over again, but it uh, makes for a less uh, thrilling sight, you might say. Hmm. We've had to adjust some of our normal customs and rules for the entertainment purposes. Mm. Um, and tell me about that feather duster on your hind. Oh, that? It, he, uh, you see him just kind of like stamp a back leg and the feather duster starts sliding and falling off and goes, Whoo! and it fl- wings flap out and you see the most ancient bedraggled like horned owl uh, s- flapping slowly and looking at Caristus incredibly angrily before it flaps back and lands very heavily on his rump. Oh! Uh, this is my familia, Ida. Oh. Well, hello, Ida. And she gives a curtsy. Oh. And with a um, sparkle in her eye, she uh, rolls to persuade. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, what, what are you trying to do? Fails to persuade. Fails to persuade. Um, she's got a seven. She would like a ride around the arena since there's time, and he is the most powerful wizard <coughs> ever. Oh, my goodness. To, um, and so it must be safe, and it would be the greatest delight and highlight of my entire trip. Well, that's as maybe, your highness. I appreciate it, but I'm afraid I can't let you into the arena unless you are registered as a contestant. It's for your safety, and I do need to oversee the final preparations. If there is, is there any uh, further questions? I well, I mean, answer. don't you have someone else you could uh, get to help the lady out? I mean, come on, she came all the way over here from Atlantis. Oh, persuasion. I got plus six. That's a 21, mother. <laughs> well, I suppose it would not do to anger <clears throat> our friends of the Undersea Kingdom. Um, I am quite busy, but Henry! He looks over and calls, and you see another centaur begin trotting over. Uh, this one. Um, doesn't uh, isn't wearing anything very notable. Just kind of has a uh, just a very plain uh, shirt uh, and is carrying uh, a rake. And he goes, um, "Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm here. What do you need, Henry? I would like you to take the princess Rivulet Starfish on a ride around the arena." Ooh. Uh, okay. I mean, inside? No, no, of course not. But just, you know, around the perimeter and the outside of the magical barrier, Henry. Okay, boss. Sure. Uh, Your Highness, it was wonderful to make your acquaintance and that of your companions as well. I do hope you enjoy the tourney and speak favorably of us to your father. I'll do my best. If you'll all, if you will all excuse me, he makes his bow again. Uh, just one more question before you go, uh, our mage Caristus. Uh, yes, I am Renton Connolly, bard at your service. I couldn't help but noticing a small gnome flying about above you with a owl. Uh, do you, what is she doing up there? I'm quite sure, Mister Connolly, that I have no interest or idea what Christopher is up to. <laughs> Christopher? I thought her name was Ruby. 
Christopher oh, they've, Ruby. They've gone and given themselves another name, have they? Oh, multiple well, names. Yeah, I do actually remember them giving a different name when we first met them. So that's interesting in itself, I suppose. I suppose you would have to ask them about that. Very now, well. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, if you will all excuse me and he bows again and trots back. Uh, Henry, meanwhile, uh, comes trotting forward. Uh, you know, this magnificent sort of Appaloosa horse half and a, a, a tall, um, burly uh, human part. Um, burly. Uh, well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Budding sexuality here. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? A little water. Centaur is going to do it. Uh, well, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess you heard the Archmage, uh, well, climb on board, and he sort of, like, awkwardly, like, leans his, bends his lower legs a little bit more, uh, so you can climb onto his back. Rivulet has ridden seahorses before, but never <laughs> a centaur. Um, Let's see if he notices. Oh, um... Look, uh, here, put a hand, put a foot in my hand, and you yeah. hold his hand out, and then you're going to swing your other leg over my back, and you may hold on to my waist, if you wish. Thank you. I will go at a reasonable pace for you. Much appreciated. He holds hand out, you step into it, hop on. You look like you want to roll something. What yes. Wes, what would you like uh, to do? Charming persuasion at a 17. Ooh. Ooh. Plus five. Plus five. Wow. <laughs> Henry. 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 I've never experienced anything so wonderful like this. And you know what would make my experience even better? Uh, gee, I don't know. Well, I'd love to go inside. Look, so would I, you like to go inside? Well, look, I mean, I was just there sweeping the sand and stuff. It's like, it's not... I mean, I just, I'm sorry, I like really, I, I could try. I think that she get Her really... eyes get really, really big. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm, so okay, big. I'm, I'll, I'll try. He like looks both ways over his shoulder and just goes, okay, now if, if, if the archmage comes back, just like be cool. Okay. Everybody be cool. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> aims, he aims for the barrier and he trots forward. Uh, Rivley, make a dexterity save. <laughs> 18 plus. Ooh. The wall uh, is still saving there. Throws. Plus four. Plus four. That's okay. 22. So, uh, he trots forward. The barrier springs into existence again. It lets him through, and you just are stopped and pushed backwards off his rump, and you land very neatly on your feet. Cool. Hot box. Oh. I'm sorry, I don't really know how magic works. I... I guess I can't really. Uh, I'm really Big sorry. Side. I tried. You, I mean, do you All want to right. Yes, I still would like okay. ride around the edge, please. Okay. okay. Your Comes big back. burly hunk of a centaur. Oh, gee, I. Wow. You, you really think so? There's number. Caristus always just tells me. I mean, the archmage always just tells me I'm I'm an embarrassment to my family and I'm I'm too spotted and stuff. Oh. I like your spots. Oh, oh gee. You're very seemly. Thanks. Uh, you climb. Mine has spots too. Look at his arm. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> he like reaches up a hand, and Nine just kind of like gingerly extends one tentacle out of your hair and taps it before pulling back in. That's pretty friendly. Uh, okay, well, uh, climb on board again, and and here we go. Uh, Drawn's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm coming with you. Yes. 
okay. And he uh, begins running alongside as Henry like looks and like gives you a little wink and like starts trotting just fast enough that Dron has to like hustle a bit. Um, uh, uh, the two of you and Alistair, uh, you know, Henry has Rivulet on his back. Dron is going there, just doing like a little lap around, um, you know, sort of like a pathway right before the barrier that would lead you into the tourney that goes all the way around. Are you going with? What would you like to do? Yeah, I'm sticking with Rivulet. She's a great time. Okay. Uh, I, I think I'll stay here with Alistair. I'm oh. feeling a little bit lost. I've failed a lot of uh, investigation <laughs> check. I'm just trying to find my seat at this point. I think if I try to take a ride all the way around the yeah, arena, maybe, maybe I'll get hopelessly lost. So, oh. Alistair, should we go and find a place to sit and maybe have some treats before uh, they come back and this <laughs> delightful tournament starts? That sounds like a wonderful idea. Uh, we'll, we'll meet you. Um, here's a ticket. And he, like, hands off the tickets. Uh, you all... Um, Give me a treat. Absolutely. Um, for the fun of it, everybody give me a uh, intelligence check. Just raw intelligence. So, d20 plus or minus your... 17. Intelligence modifier. You don't like... Do you not like that? <laughs> <laughs> that okay, was a 9. 9, 17. Uh, I have an 11. For performance? 11. Uh, intelligence. Oh, intelligence. Is... Okay. I don't got much of that. Alistair, I think yours is a minus one. Alistair, Alistair gets a 22. Um, smart guy. Uh, so, uh, uh, you all, you like, you look down at the tickets for a moment, and it does have a sort of, like, you know, a section uh, that is um, relevant. Uh, it's, it's more based on, like, clock facings, almost, um, and, like, and a row, and a seat, and you see there are sort of numbers engraved into the stone in various places. Mm-hmm. Um, Alistair looks and points, and he's like, oh, would right there. And so it, it seems like you have been given very nice seats about three rows back from the barrier uh, and, like, two sections over. Um, so you're also, like, pretty close to the midfield area uh, or what would be midfield on, like, you know, if it was a soccer field sort of thing, the 50-yard, 50-foot, whatever, 100-foot. Um, uh, and... Uh, Galen, <laughs> you're immediately like, yeah, it's way over there, like pointing in completely the wrong direction. Oh, no. He, no. No, 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 no. Um, it's there. And and so for a moment, uh, you all like, you'll look. And I'm glad I got friends like you all. I'm quite glad I have a friend so in you as well. We're so lucky. Um, look at us. Well, in, enjoy your your little tour, tour of the uh, stadium, and we'll meet you at the seats with some snacks. Very well. Um you all on on Henry's back with drawn uh, drawn is sort of puffing a little bit behind uh, Galen. I think you are uh, you are not having a lot of trouble keeping up. No. Um, but drawn is like drawn's trying a little bit. Um, I don't look as fit as I am. That's my <laughs> secret. Uh, so uh, we're gonna leave you on your tour for a moment. Uh, Alistair turns towards you, uh, Talus, and goes, um, <laughs> Renton. Uh, shall we, uh, what, what sort of food? It seems there are delicacies from all over the island. Uh, let me, do you mind if I ask, do you, do you have an opinion on whether the magically created things are better than what has been cooked by mortal hands? Well, to be honest, I haven't really tried too many of them. Most of the food I've ever eaten has been on the heart of the isles, uh, the galley of my delightful pirate ship. Or it's been uh, on the ports of call. So I haven't actually had that much magical food. 
Uh, I do like to sample the various flavors of the aisles. And, you know, I certainly like halfling food. As we all know, they make excellent, uh, you know, ties and and other sorts of delicious things of that nature. Yeah, sausages, excellent. Bacon, that sort of thing. Um, And so, but... Like I like to really, you know, sample a, a broad variety. So I'd like to try some things I've never tried before. I'm certain we can make that happen. Splendid. Uh, so two of you uh, go back down the sort of long tunnel towards the concourse area, and uh, yeah, there are um, there are interspersed among all these things. There are again both the magical uh, the magical shops uh, and food stalls that have these faceless servants running them silently. People just kind of come up and, you know, point at something or ask for something. And they, you know, turn around, make some complicated gestures, and a moment later return with uh, a magically created food. There are the uh, species of all varieties uh, selling their the food of their aisle or the f- or food that they have learned, um, and so the two of you uh, take a little lap. Um, you manage to grab, um, you know, the, of the magically created things. They have literally anything. Alistair goes up to one of them, you know, a, a little faceless servant that's uh, mostly in a blue color, and goes, um, "Do you perhaps have something, uh, some perhaps some oysters? And uh, I would love, you know, a good loaf of bread." Um, perhaps uh, cheeses and uh, maybe, oh, I don't know, a, a crab or something. And the thing just sort of like inclines its head very briefly, turns around, turns back, and from nowhere there's an immense platter with all of this food on it. He goes, oh, do you have anything to help me carry this sort of thing? And the, it nods again and throws a hand up and just um, a little... Uh, it looks like a little, there's a little shimmer in the air. It looks slightly disc-shaped, and then it expands uh, and ends up hovering right next to Alistair, and uh, the tray is put onto it, and he takes a step back, and the tray follows him. Oh, marvelous. Uh, thank you. And the faceless thing doesn't doesn't say anything, just turns, turns towards you. Well, that's a magical trick. Um, I would like some carnival food. I'm in the mood for a bit of popcorn maybe, and some cotton candy and other things of that nature. What can you whip me up in, in that uh, in that line of delightful, treaty things? It nods again, turns around, a moment later turns back, another immense platter in its hand. It is piled. There is deep-fried sticks of butter. There is deep-fried donuts. There is a mass of cotton candy piled three feet into the air of spun sugar, of a rainbow of colors. There is uh, deep-fried peaches. There are uh, There is what looks like uh, a long sort of tube on a stick that looks, seems to be some sort of breading surrounding a sausage. It mm. uh, piles. Uh, and uh, you and the platter is sort of like floated over, and you see again a little shimmer as this disc grows, and the platter also joins the the first platter on top of it. Okay, it goes, My word, extraordinary! What magic can do, isn't it? I'm very excited. We should definitely go and start um, chowing down on this delightful oh. smorgasbord of well, I, I naughty do, treats. I do see a halfling stall down the way if we want to 
take one more stop so we have the quite the entire spread. Don't threaten me with a good time. I love <laughs> Renton, my friend, I think we are going to have a wonderful time. I'm very excited. I love halfling food. Who doesn't? Uh, so two of you go. Uh, the, the halfling stall, uh, there is a very enthusiastic uh, halfling woman who waves goes, Hi, y'all. I'm Esmeralda. Please tell me anything that I can do for you. You see, we have a nice menu over here, and I would be delighted to help any of y'all. Welcome to the shop. Uh, you see, the there's a extensive menu. Extensive. Multiple types of pies, both savory and sweet. Uh, turnovers. Um, and the really sort of like the hearty staple foods that halflings are known for. Mm. What can I get for y'all? I'd like to just have a sampling of, of, of a little bit of everything, if that's all right with you. They all look so delicious. You know what? Whatever you want, it's on the more. wizard's dime. And uh, she turns around and you see her actually, you know, pull a massive platter out of a little thing and start piling different stuff on it. So a minute and a half, two minutes later, uh, she turns back around and goes, oh, I see y'all got one of those weird floating disc things already. So here you go. And she, again, there's a little shimmer in the air. The disc expands and the tray is put on. There are five different kinds of pies, multiple turnovers and cookies uh, and little uh, different like sweet and savory treats. Many of them wrapped in some sort of flaky pastry. Well, that's wonderful. It's an open question whether magical food actually fills your tummy or not, but I know the halfling food will. So we better go back to these seats before our eyes get too big for our tummy, I think. I think y'all gonna be real, real happy. Y'all enjoy now. Gives a little wave and the Thank two of you. you, the two of you with your tray, uh, with your disc of three different trays of food begin I making your way back. I charmingly flip a gold piece to her as a tip. She smiles at you, snatches it out of the air and tucks it away in a pocket. That's real kind of y'all. Y'all have fun now. Thank you, we will. Uh, Did I understand correctly that some wizard is fronting everybody's food? Uh, wizards. Wizards? Well, or collegians well, paying. Uh, you know, it's like free with entry. Peek, peek behind nice. curtain. When, when What is happening is that the, the city council and the archmage's council agreed that the, you know, the magically created food doesn't cost them shit. You know, they're, they're like, they don't care. Uh, but everything else, they have basically paid, guaranteed the vendors a certain amount of money and like paid them so everyone entering doesn't actually need to. Um, because Open snack bar. They're, the best kind of snack when, bar. Like when you think about it, like this whole event is generating more money for the city itself than like any one of these people actually cares. And they're getting paid to just be there and serve food to people. So uh, I also was like, I'm really... Also, I was like, I don't really want to fucking deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, make, it makes sense that the that you know the organizers of such a massive spectacle would try to make everyone's time as easy as possible and that means like yeah we're gonna get we're generating money from ticket sales and like other things like we're fine event um, coordinators take note <laughs> 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 free food we want it precious mm -hmm. feed your performers <laughs> feed your audiences too um meanwhile uh, Riblet and Dron and Galen, you are uh, with, uh, either on Henry or following. Uh, Henry's trotting around. Um, is there, yeah, is there anything that you are particularly interested in or looking for in in this moment? It's it's a pretty big arena. To, like it does take a little while to go all the way around it. Um, Rivulet is both interested in finding anything suspicious, mm -hmm. but also very keenly interested in like 
the point where the centaur Henry turns from horse to human. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're totally distracted by things that are like right in front of you versus sure. looking around. Yeah, but she also has that like super objective, but then there's this like. Yeah. Immediate, um, objective. immediate objective. <laughs> yes. Uh, How does it all stick together, if you know what I mean? Well, yeah. uh, so uh, well, give me a give me a nature check for that first. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's you know you're you're looking at it and like it's also where you're holding on and like almost where you're sitting to like stay close enough. Uh, you know, that's kind of where the sweet spot in a saddle would be ish on a horse. I think. On a side, saddle, saddle might be like a little a bit. A couple of her sisters are half like octopus. Mm -hmm. half yeah, like, half or like have like a seahorse. Yeah, yeah, or yeah totally. Um, so, so you know, you notice there's there's just there is a very smooth transition. It's not you don't see anything that would you know that you might think would be like surgical scars or like weird like magical after effects of like someone going human rip off in half horse rip off head jam together uh they you know they are uh they they are natural uh, i think you would also know um that centaurs uh do uh they are they are fey um they are you know you you could call them kind of very distant cousins of your friend Talus, uh, but they come from they most of them come from the Feywild, and there's more of them that have kind of made their homes in the archipelago because they there's not as much instinctive mistrust of them as there sort of is of changelings. Um, but looking at it, you know, there's there's <laughs> there's not there's not much that you can see beyond this like uh, you know it really just they just very smoothly like the the horse hide kind of fades into you know it's a it's a bit of it's a slightly gradual transition there's like a little bit of like hide to very thick skin to just normal human skin as you go from like the attachment at the waist like up towards rib cage um right. and uh and there's uh there's also this sort of um uh you notice that kind of his hair uh, seems to extend in a way that most other humanoids you've met don't. Like, Galen's, for example, doesn't. Like, there's, you know, a little bit of hair, and Galen, I think, is I give somewhat hairy. Nah, yeah, I don't like remember. How, how, average. Um, yeah. but, it, but it's not, it's, it's not concentrated, and Henry sort of has, you know, uh, like, a, a, almost a trail that kind of starts a little bit wider than his neck, and goes like almost all the way down his back, um, and it and it's it is sort of like a very noticeable sort of a long skinny triangle of hair that transitions to horse hide that you might you know you think it would sort of be equivalent to a mane on a horse, but it, it appears like on his skin and on his back, and then narrows until it's like it merges into the horse hide um, at the small of his back. What about the suspicious things? Make a perception check. Galen, if you are also keeping an eye out for suspicious things, make a perception check. Uh, Drawn is head on a swivel, but he sucks at seeing things. 17. Yeah, Drawn... Uh, Drawn rolled Ten. a whopping four. Drawn is like running next to you going, You can slow down, princess! And just like huffing and puffing and like really clearly focused. Um, 17. 17. Ten. Ten. Um, as you go around, uh, you know, you see that 
uh, more and more people are starting to fill in. The counter is now down to about 15 minutes and, and dropping. Uh, and you make your way as you get about, uh, I'm going to say about a third of the, uh, a third to a half of the way around. So you're like roughly on the opposite side where you started. As you're scanning the crowd, uh, high up in one of the rows, like al- almost where you can't see it, you, it, it's, it's so fast that you almost think it was your imagination. But you're keeping a really good eye out and you, and you don't think so. You see, there's a moment when it just looks like there's a small rip in the air and a strange misshapen limb seems to reach out and touch the stone before it vanishes. Like it was never there. Wow. Well, um, I'm looking to see if I have any spells that will help me with this. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, but it was, you know, over and gone. Uh, Drawn didn't notice. Henry's focused on running. Uh, Galen, I think you're also. I, out of the corner mm. of my eye, I saw it. I'm like, what was that? I think you you see like a tiny flicker of movement. Didn't really see what it was, but just like something that drew your attention up. And by the mm-hmm. time you look, there's nothing. Rivulet, you were kind of actually looking that direction. So you see, it, it was so fast, but you're you're sure you saw a weird limb, something reach out of this little hole in the air and touch the stone and vanish. Henry. Uh, yeah. Could you um, bring us? Up to the, and she points to that the direction of the stone that was like oh yeah yeah sure I'd love to see the area he turn, turns over it takes him a minute because the, the stairs are like more designed for humanoids a little bit less designed for uh, for centaurs uh, but he still faster than yeah actually just just for the fuck of it uh, he rolls a five um, it's awkward as fuck. He, like, almost gets stuck and, like, has to really carefully move. Like, you know, there's people sitting there and he has to kind of step around and through them. Uh, but, you know, a, mi- a couple minutes later, uh, now the timer's at about 10, uh, you are uh, you're about 30, 40 rows up. Uh, so the, you're at this point, um, very rough math. You're probably, you know, at that diagonal, uh, like, sev- 60 to 70 feet from the sand of the, of the arena. Um, and there is no one's really filtered in up here. You do, you see that, uh, there's another sort of tunnel that goes to what you think must be, you know, the second or third level of the concourse. Uh, but there's much less people here and there's just, uh, an empty, uh, row of seats as he pulls up. Uh, this was where you're talking about, I think right here. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone here? Something? He, He, Henry's looking around a little bit, slightly confused. Has anyone noticed anything about this place? It's really big. Drawn is just like stumbling up the stairs after you. Oh, it looks it looks great. Do we want to change our seating here? See if we can get seats here. No, I like our seats better. I just thought something felt suspicious about this area. I wonder who's going to end up sitting here. Well. Um, I, I think that, you know, very roughly, uh, the, the closer you are to the sand, uh, the more expensive the tickets and the higher up you go, the less and kind of, that's, I don't know if that really says a lot about who's here because everyone's got different levels of discretionary income and interest in the tourney, but these seats are, are less expensive than the ones that, that you guys have. And he points off like across the arena to where, uh, where your seats were. I wish I had. Did you see something? Yes. Oh. I saw 
a crack in the sky and something reach out and touch this piece of huh. rock and then go back in and close up. What? You saw something? He immediately, uh, oh. you see him pull his massive, like, two-handed glaive off his back and start taking a stance and, like, looking around. Drone, this is why I never tell you anything. Princess, if you're in danger, my job is to protect you. And he holds a glaive. Back up, back up. He, like, tries to start backing uh, a little family uh, of dwarves uh, that we're trying to get in. What? I want to investigate, and you're just getting aggressive. Oh. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. He like gives a little nod to this family and kind of steps out of their way. Um, but he, you know, he does not relinquish his glaives, holding onto it very tightly. Um, Anyone else notice anything like that? I was really trying just to keep up. Yeah, I, I saw a little glimmer, but I like turned and then I didn't see it anymore. Yeah. <sighs> uh, you, Rivulet, make an Arcana check. Uh, Galen, I would say you you can, yeah, go for it. You can also if you like. I would love to. 13. 13. Oh, 14. And it's an Arcana? Oh, yeah. I got a 13 then. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you, you both, um, you don't, you don't feel a lot, but there's there's a little something in the back of your mind that sets your magical senses tingling. There's there's a very faint little residue of some sort of magic here, and it doesn't feel like as you kind of focus on it. You know, there's there's sort of a background hum, if you will, of magic from the stadium itself, from the whole arena, because it's all magically created, and you're in this very magical demi plane, this immense concentration of stuff. So. As you as you're kind of like looking at it and, and and thinking with your with your magical brain on, there is this little there's this background hum, and there's a weird wrong note to it. Mm. There is some residue of a different magic right here where you thought you saw or you did see this thing, uh, but with with those rolls you're not you're not quite sure what or what was happening. But there is definitely like there was a different magic than what is creating and sustaining the tournament that was here. Um, Tron. Yeah. I need you as my big protector. I'm ready, your highness. To go fetch Talus. Thank you. All right. Henry. Yeah? Keep her safe. Or whatever the Archmage will do to you will pale in comparison to what I do. Okay, man, sure. Hmm. He puts his glaive back and he begins running uh, as as fast as he can. He's like taking the stairs two at a time and begins running back uh, towards uh, your seats. <laughs> um, on that note, uh, we will by snacks. Right, uh, <laughs> never split the party, especially not just for snacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Talus, meanwhile, uh, you and Alistair and your, uh, you know, disc of food in tow uh, begin passing a couple of the stalls and heading back towards your seat. Uh, as you pass um, one of them, it's a sort of uh, very elaborate, um, illusory uh, stall, uh, a gnome hops up onto a counter and goes, You there! You look like a wizard! 
What do you say to a duel, friend? I friendly, friendly competition, of course. The, uh, the real ones is happening in the sand, but you could win a prize. And you see uh, she gestures behind her, um, has a sort of like long flowing blonde hair, a uh, very elegant um, sort of suit uh, rather than a robe with a little uh, mantle. Um, and, and gesturing behind them, you see again, there are these little, uh, little stuffed things. Um, this booth seems to have much less of these stuffed animals and a much more uh, several shelves of these small artifacts and items, uh, which you you could take a closer look at if you wish. But she goes, come on, a friendly competition. You look like you got a magic to spare, hey? Do I recognize this now? Uh, No. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just a a humble bard with delightful musical and rapping abilities and some excellent your mom jokes. Well, um, not not a wizard myself. Now you can't fool me. Mm. I know that bards have some real interesting magic. You could win a prize for a friend, a lover, a family member. I'm not going to judge. Well, I suppose uh you know, if it was just like a short game, but we have all these snacks and I'm really quite hungry. Ah. I'm excited to get back to my seat. It'll only take a moment. All right. It'll only What's take a moment game? to win a prize. No. All right then. She hops down off of the uh, off of the counter counter, and begins setting up a little thing. It looks like there is a, sort of a uh, a small dish, and there is a little uh, golden um, sort of charm, if you will, that is kind of uh, placed in the center of it. And uh, she snaps her fingers, and the dish starts to glow, and little gold thing begins to hover above it. She said, "Well." Introductions in first are, of course, in order. My name is Eliwick Ashharth Turin. It is a pleasure to meet you, and thank you for challenging me. Now, she gestures towards this thing. Here's the deal. We're both going to focus all of our magical will and concentration on this golden charm in an attempt to push it towards the other person. Now, whoever gets the charm, well loses because the other person's magical will is that much stronger. Mm. What do you say? I feel like I heard of this sham. <laughs> scam. Um, I don't know if I would be very good at that game, unfortunately. Uh, do, do you have any other ones that I might be more adept at? It's, you know what? I think you're selling yourself short, friend. I think you are. She gives you a little wink. Let's give it a try. It can't hurt. If you lose, you'll go to your seat and enjoy your meal, and I'll give you a nice handshake. And if you win, you win a prize. All right, fair enough. I suppose I'll give it a shot. All right. Uh, she kind of, you see, like, as you get a little closer, she's kind of standing on a small stool because the counter is roughly at, uh, you know, medium sized creature human height. Alistair goes, I think you can take her. I'll be cheering for you. And I'll, I'll watch the food. Um, so uh, here's how this is going to work uh, you and Eliwick are going to roll competing arcana checks. You need to win three of them to win the game. Okay. Not necessarily consecutively, but the first two, three will win. First to three winning yeah. arcana checks. Okay, so, great. Uh, I've got arcana my... check number one. All right. Woof. What? All right, that is what? a 12 with my bonus. Okay. Uh, Eliwick gets a 14. So uh, as you both focus on your magical will on this little golden charm, you see hers begins, uh, her eyes glow a little bit, and it begin, hers takes a little bit stronger. It begins moving slightly towards you, towards the edge of the dish. She goes, ha, 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 
I see we got a challenge on our hands. Keep focusing, buddy. You can do it. Okay, can I cast dancing lights to distract her while I'm uh, focusing on my arcana check? Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, you cast dancing lights. These lights flicker into being around you, begin pulsing and giving a little like disco vibe towards it. Alistair Scope goes, oh, that's wonderful. Uh, okay, I'm going to say roll your arcana check with advantage on this round. Okay, that was not very good. It was a 14. Oh, that's a crit 20, baby. I'm going to say that counts for two. Uh, you, hers, <laughs> hers is pretty good. You see that she like focuses down even more. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what's happening, but it's great. Uh, she's don't focusing, worry about it. <laughs> focusing even more, scrunching her face up. Uh, the charm starts going towards you, and then you summon all of your innate inner magical strength and begin forcing it back. It goes all the way off of the dish and is about a foot in front of her. Go for that third check. All right, this time I'm going to cast Minor Illusion and uh, make another ball appear in her field of vision, so she's focusing on the wrong one. Okay. Oh, that one rolled off. <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. All right, so that is a 10 with uh, my bonus. Hers is a five. Oh, great, okay. Uh, super works. Uh, you, Minor Illusion, this other one, she just like looks at her and goes, hey, wait a minute, is it that one or this one? And in that moment, you just shove the charm all the way uh, neatly thumping into her chest, and it, like, drops into a breast pocket of her suit. <gasps> you tricky, tricky devil. That was marvelous. Wondrous, wondrous. Well, you, you have bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Uh, you know, I sure did. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. See, I knew there was a little more to you than meets the eye, as it might be. Well, well you know, normal, just normal bardic magic. Nothing special here. Well, my dear new friend, what can I provide you with? And she turns and gestures to the many prizes behind her. Okay, great. Well, what what is there? Should uh, I investigate for this, or uh, do you want to roll, just tell me? Uh, yeah, make a roll investigation check. Oh, okay. okay. That is a dirty twenty. Okay. Uh, so there is uh, there are several of the of of the stuffed animals. There are there's um, in hers. There's more uh, sort of um, kind of cute land animals. There's excuse me. Uh, there's a couple of foxes, a rabbit, uh, a small bear, this sort of thing. What about the trinkets? However, yes. Yeah. Um, you see... I want trinkets. Yeah, trinkets, trinkets, trinkets. I collect toys rather than stuffies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first stuffy, okay. Sorry. No, I, that stuffy that you Stuffy got. is very on brand for Rivulet. Yeah. I'm uh, completely unsurprised. I mean, who would yeah. not want a pink and purple elephant? Uh, you uh, see... Very Galen doesn't want. There it. are there are two uh, there are two uh, sort of potion things. Uh, one of them is uh, pretty easily to tell. It is a uh, healing potion. Um, the other one is a. Uh, the other one is a. Uh, it has layers. Looks like brown, silver, and gray that sort of look like stone um, uh, that just stay there. Uh, you also see there is a what looks like a spell scroll, pretty easy to recognize. Um, you also see a small, thick sphere of glass. Um, and uh, you also see hanging on pegs, there are two cloaks. 
Uh, one of them is a, a like long, fine black silk that, although there's not a lot of breeze, just seems to be gently waving by itself. Uh, and you see a, it is, you know, it is the equivalent of the coat of many colors. Mm-hmm. It is like a patchwork, and it also seems to shift as you look at it. Um, and there is... What? I got a stuffy and he gets magical. You didn't... <laughs> you wanted the stuffy and you didn't look at what the rest of the stuff was. So... Yeah. Uh, uh, you also ah. see uh, a tall, pointed hat. Ooh. Okay. So, did, are, uh, is Ellie going to tell me what the other cloaks are? Uh, if, uh, yeah, uh, she looks over and she goes, um, so that, uh, points to the black one, that, very popular, that is a cloak of billowing. Okay. Looks very dramatic, very sharp. If you're entering the tourney, it might give you a little extra crowd point, so to speak. And the one right next to it is a cloak of many fashions. Mm. And what about the hat? That, and she takes it down and she puts it uh, in front of you. You see it is... Uh, it's got these sort of gold crescent moons and stars on it in a deep velvety blue background. This, my dear friend, is a hat of wizardry. However, if you're a bard, I hope you have a wizard friend. So I'm not sure if it would be very much use to you. Uh, what sort of um, bonuses might a wizard friend hope to accrue from such a hat of wizardry. Of course, asking for a friend. Of course, of course. Being not a wizard myself. <laughs> Make a deception check. <laughs> All right, plus three to deception. Oh, that's an 18. All right. Yeah, well, uh, she rolled a six. Uh, uh, well, you know, for your friend, of course, uh, well, you can use this as a focus, the way I imagine you can use that uh, musical instrument of yours for your own magic. And... It does sort of, it's, you know, it's it comes from a long lineage. This one is a bit of, a, not an antique, but a vintage, you might say. Yeah. And you can uh, try to use it to, uh, well, sort of uh, cast a very simple spell that you might not have already learned. All right. Well, I think I'll take this uh, cloak of many colors. It looks very beautiful. I do like to be stylish. That's a, a wonderful choice. A bard A wonderful and choice. Uh, so she <laughs> she puts the hat back onto its shelf, takes down the cloak. You may add a cloak of many fashions to your inventory. Splendid. Uh, so uh, and and what that does for those those of us at home or who don't know, uh, while wearing this cloak, you can use a bonus action to change the style, color, and apparent quality of the garment. Its oh. weight does not change, regardless of its appearance. It can't be anything but a cloak. And although it can duplicate the appearance of other magical cloaks, it cannot duplicate their properties. So it could look like a very, you know, could look like the stereotypical cloaks of other things, of protection or uh, displacement or invisibility or whatever, but it doesn't actually do those things. Okay, so it's not a cloak of many colors. It is a cloak of many fashions. Yes. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Does the stuffed elephant have any magical properties? No, <laughs> <laughs> no nice I'm afraid try. it's just a stuffed elephant. Uh, so... Uh, you, with your new acquisition in hand and the disc towing behind you, the two of you, uh, you and Alistair, be- head back out to the tourney itself uh, through the tunnel. Um, and as you emerge, you see Drawn huffing and puffing and running to get back towards you. <sighs> uh, it was you, I, sorry, not name, 
uh, the princess needs you. Other side. And she point, he points to the other side of the arena. Um, you, uh, you see the, the counter is, is at this point down to about eight minutes. And, uh, and he's pointing like the opposite side of the arena. <sighs> I can wait here. I've been running a lot. Oh, I should have given him a spell to get him faster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, I'll just try to remember next time. Yeah. The princess saw something weird. If you could just go over there. I'm gonna wait here, and he he sits down in one of the one of your row of seats. Um, I suppose, uh, Renton, we should go see what the princess wants. I think that's an excellent idea. I, certainly, if Drone looks that tired, it must be important. <laughs> well, uh, do rest up here, eat some food, and uh, you know he looks around, kind of confused, and then starts walking away. The disc starts following me, like comes back, and goes, stay. Walks away. The disc starts following him again. Renton, do you know how to make this thing stay? Uh, no. I suppose we better just take a couple of snacks before we go. I, I mean, there's no way I'll be able to go as quickly as us. I would assume. I, it's followed you up to this point. Okay, actually. right. Just well, me on you. I mean, what's the problem with having snacks follow us? I suppose none. Uh, uh, drawn and he I've drawn. Never found drawn an has issue. already grabbed like an entire pie and is like digging into it. Uh, so. Uh, you and Alistair, with the, the things towing behind you, make your way back towards uh, Rivulet and Galen. Uh, Rivulet and Galen, in this moment, uh, is there anything that you were doing while you were waiting for this to happen? probably took mm, three, four, five minutes for uh, Drawn to get to the other side, meet up with these two, and for them to get back. I realize I, I was feeling kind of peckish, so I think I went and tried to get a little, okay. a little snack. I got some muscles, and they were not as good as the muscles that I make. They I were started complaining about them. You go. You went to one of the magical, uh, magically created food stalls and tried to get muscle ceviche, and it is vastly inferior. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like, like way too limey. It's limey. Like the muscles don't taste right. They don't have a good sea flavor. It tastes like they've been raised in fresh water for the last few weeks of their life, and they're like fucking weird. Yeah, uh, it's, it's weird. edible. But it's it's not nearly as good as what you made. As much as I dislike it, it also is a huge ego boost to me. You you know in this moment that you can crush some mushroom ceviche in the way that this magical whatever the fuck. I mean, yeah, I'm that. starting to think maybe it would be good to go like undercover yeah. as a snack salesman. Uh, as, and as you as you complain, the faceless magical servant just like stands there until you're done and then nods and turns to the next person in line. Yeah, they're the perfect customer service uh, people. So, yeah. um, I am flirting or practicing flirting <laughs> with Henry and I'm trying to get uh, a magical token of his affection. Oh. A, uh, roll a charisma, I, I want more loot. <laughs> roll a charisma check. So 20 plus 19 your, plus oh. whatever your charisma modifier is. Uh, uh so three. That's right, 22. 22. Uh, Ooh. Y- you so you're laying it on, not laying it on thick, but laying it on like subtly, but constantly complimenting Henry's, like, you know, the, the nice, elegant triangle of mane going down to him, uh, trying to braid it a little bit. Uh, Henry Henry blushes furiously. Oh, my, uh, gee, thanks. You're really nice. Um, I, you know, I, I wish, uh, 
Uh, all I really got is, you know, what's in, you see a, he's got like a little satchel by his side and he's still holding this rake that he was raking out the sand with. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, you, if you, if you want, he reaches into the satchel and he, he pulls out, um, uh, he pulls out a little, it's a very, uh, nice, but you, you suspect probably mundane pen. He goes, uh, well, I, I, you know, the archmage told me that I, I should keep a journal. It's like the first step of, of trying to make my own spell book is writing my experiences and thing. I, I, I'm sorry. I really, I don't have a lot of money or a lot of like magic or anything yet. I, I want to be a wizard and, and the archmage, you know, he says, this is how I do it. I, I don't know if raking sand helps me be a wizard, but, but he said so. And he's the archmage. We exchange pens. Uh, you give My him, pen is very beautiful. You give him this like very it's like coral mother and pearl. mother of pearl and like abalone Black shell. Sand encrusted. Um, it's it's very very uh, elegant and functional. And his is uh, it is extremely functional. And as you look at it, I think you with your background, you know, like it's it's the quality of the materials. It is like a really beautiful like ebony hardwood mm. uh, pen with like little bits of platinum to make some of the features on it. Oh. It is extremely nice. Wow. Uh, and he and so and you trade I'm pens. Changing because I don't want to take away from mm. his practice. Mm. That's so nice of you. I wow. Did you? I mean, did you make this? Like how? Did you do? You, I, I I guess I don't know what a princess does. Do you make pens? <laughs> I have all sorts of hobbies. Wow, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty great. I, that would be pretty cool to be, be royalty, I guess. Uh, my siblings suck. Tell me about it. I got three and they're all just like, you know, one of them's just so stupid smart. I mean, not stupid. He's so smart and he's already a wizard and he just tells me I'm dumb all the time. And, and the other two are just, you know, they're, if you imagine me, but like almost twice as big and they're like already trying to join the council guard and stuff. And I'm just, I'm just stuck with my uncle. I mean, with the archmage and, and trying to, you know, he says I'm supposed to call him the archmage and just trying to, trying to be a wizard. And man, Are you yeah. the youngest? Well, yeah. Oh, me too. Oh, gee. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sorry. Your siblings suck too, I guess. Yeah. Are, do you have siblings? He turns toward Galen. Uh, I got uh, siblings by proxy, but uh, not no blood relatives uh, that I know of, to be honest. Oh. Well, I, get, I mean, you know, I, I guess sometimes you, you can't choose the family you're born into, but you can choose the family you, you, you pick, right? Well, you can appreciate the family that yeah. rescues you and keeps you alive despite the harsh environments of the reef. <laughs> you're a human and they are octopuses. You know, I feel like there's a whole lot to unpack there that we don't really have time for right now, but that's really interesting. Yeah, I'll tell you. you, know, you know, listen to some of these earlier episodes. You'll get the drift. <laughs> I don't know what an episode is, but I'll do that. Uh you all continue talking uh, after after a couple minutes. You notice um, so the timer is down to about five minutes. Uh, you see uh, uh, Alistair and um, Renton slash Talus approaching, and they climb up the stairs. Uh, and Alistair goes, um, "That's the bard's name." Okay. Um, Princess, your your bodyguard told us. Yes, 
But I here, need a magical here. investigation What's of this the area. What's the emergency? Drawn, poor Drawn is about to drop dead of exhaustion. He's run all the way around this arena twice. I do think he needs to work on his cardio. <laughs> <laughs> poor fellow, he wasn't expecting that. She's Drawn. chasing a centaur. Drawn. I mean, not Drawn. Renton. 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 Renton Connolly. Brendan Connolly. I saw a rip in the sky and a weird arm came out and touched this. She points at a piece of rock. Rock. And then it slithered about back to where it was and the sky closed and... That's deeply concerning. I yes, would like to do an arcana check. I Go for like it. that's why I oh. called you. <laughs> I am excellent at arcana checks being, you know, a regular bard. Yeah. <laughs> You're quite a regular bard. See, I got a 16 on that arcana check. <laughs> so with a with a 16, uh, Alistair is no help. Uh, rolled a three. Brings him, to a, brings him to a total of nine. <laughs> Good modifiers, crab rolls. Um, with a 16, you know, it's it's faded even more now, but you you do feel the same you feel the same thing. There is um what an arcana check would give you is that, again, there's this background hum, and there is a sharp, discordant note. You know, if we, equivalent, if we think about it musically for a moment, like it's some other piece of magic was done here. Uh, yeah, with a, with a 16 and, and, and just arcana, it's not going to get you uh, much more than that. But there, you also notice like some other magical something definitely happened like right here where Rivulet saw a thing. Okay. Um, uh, and does this, the stone doesn't look different in any no. other way to the naked eye. Okay. No. Great. It looks unchanged. Um, I, you, uh, you, I'm going to give you the option. You, you could make, uh, I would say, either an insight or a pure intelligence check or, you know, you also have a, a spell that might tell you more about this, depending mm. on what you wish to do in this moment. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, good. Let's, let's detect magic. Okay. Uh, okay, so... Concentrating up to ten minutes, uh, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object that bears magic. Learn its school of magic, if any. Okay. I don't think I have to roll for it. I think no, just taking an action to do it. Thing. I just want to make sure. Um, you, uh, what, what does Talus's detect magic look like? Oh, uh, Talus, you know, being ever subtle in his, uh, in, in, in phase mode of bard, uh, twists the magic ring on phase finger and, oh. uh, and, focuses intently on the stone that has been yeah. touched by the magical yeah. hand that oh, Rivian yeah. has described. Uh, so you, as you focus, <laughs> um, the, uh, so the, everything around you, right? Immediately, everything around you is reeks of conjuration, right? That is, that's a magnificent mansion spell. So uh, the stones themselves are emitting. The magical food is emitting that. Um, your cloak, your new cloak, gives you a little bit of transmutation. A tiny patch of air, as it were, uh, just like a little something in the air is giving off an aura of... It, 
it, it, it is also conjuration, but it is warped and wrong. And something seems very different about it. So this, you know, it, it, again, it's like it, it, it feels different than the background hum of everything around you. Uh, you also, I think, get this little, uh, a little tingle, a little back of your mind tingle that... Uh, that reminds you of what it felt like when you left the Feywild, the transit from plane to plane. Um, and you feel this slight bit of something that you've never experienced before. It's not, you know, you've now, you know what the Fey realm sort of feels like, you know what the astral feels like a little bit, you have some of the experiences. This is like neither of those things. It feels, it feels older. It feels impartially malevolent. Like not that any one specific thing, person, anything is, it, it is, it feels strongly about, but it is aggressive. Okay. Uh, but it's just, th- there's nothing but air. There's just this last little hint right. of where this thing was. Rivulet, I'm sensing some impartially malevolent vibrations. What sort of hand did you see reaching out of the cosmos, uh, making potentially some sort of planar transit? I want to say, was it a tentacle? I don't remember what you said. It was, it was... You were a little bit far away. It seemed uh, like a misshapen, odd tentacle. Mm. Uh oh. Seemed like a tentacle. Like an octopus tentacle or some other sort of tentacle. A misshapen, a creepy tentacle, if you will. Yes. A creepy tentacle. This is not good. I'm almost concerned whether maybe we shouldn't um, tell Archmage Charistus about this or. Someone, I, I'm not liking the vibes. You know, I just did a vibe check, a magical vibe check, and mm. the vibes are not vibing well. Henry. It's, this yeah. is concerning. Should we get your uncle? I mean, the archmage. I, oh, shit. Did I say he was my uncle? He's, he's just the archmage, I swear. I, I, yeah. I just, I mean, I just don't, don't, Henry, tell my, don't tell him I said that. Don't tell him I said that. Please don't tell him I said that. Focus for a moment. Okay, okay, focus. I know you're a good boy, but there's something important going on here. Your friend Rivulet, the beautiful, has seen something very concerning. (laughs) And now that I've looked into it a little more deeply, I think that Archmage Charistus is going to want to know that malevolent vibrations have reached into the Colosseum, the arena. Okay. Yeah, I saw him too, like a little shimmer out of the corner of my eye. Okay. Where's the Archmage? And he starts looking around. Uh, As you look down, the, the counter is down to... Less than a minute. Uh-oh. And, uh, and the arena has cleared. You see above you a floating platform begin descending from somewhere up near the top. Uh, on it is a tall red tiefling with magnificent upswept horns, a very elaborate brocaded uh, outfit with a long coke, a coat. Coke. Long coat. Uh, who is speaking and their voice magically booms around. You see more people begin are flowing out of the tunnels and he goes, ladies, gentle beings, and those in between, the wizard's tourney is about to begin. Please find your seats so we can start the first duel. And the crowd 
roars. There's a flood, another flood of people coming out of the tournament, of the tunnels into the arena. And that is where we're going to end. Galen is excited. It's okay, guys. We're gonna play next week. I read. Yeah, that's true. We do get to play. Yeah, we get lots. We get. You know. So that's good. Okay. We get lots this month. Um, Children of that. Yeah. To live. Yeah. Amazing. Great. Uh, Thank you. Thank everybody for listening. As always, thank you once again to our amazing reviewers on Apple Podcasts: VK Welling, V Uriah, D and D Enthusiasm, Lithin Light, and V. John Metz. You, too, could, in fact, have your name announced on the show in two different ways. One, leave us a review, please, on whatever platform you're listening to us. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Leave us a rating. And if you're on one of the places that can leave us a review, leave us a review. Also, if you join our Patreon at a pretty cool level. You get a lot of nice perks, including a customizable shout-out at the end of every episode. If you want us to say, thank you, Trogdor the Burninator. Something. I don't know. I'm I'm stretching here. Whatever it is. Deep cuts. cuts. Uh, We will read that if you are supporting us at that level. Um, Yeah. uh, Players. Heroic Trio. uh, Where... Where anyone anyone have cool things to plug? Keeping in mind, this is going to be released probably in December. So our live show, we're going to plug our live show December 13th. Follow us on social media. Or right now, I don't know. Follow at Frank Tomato the Clown on Instagram for the latest updates on my solo show, Ooh. Frank Tomato's Last Day. I love it. Frank, follow Sounds at Frank the Tomato. No, no. At Frank Tomato the Clown. At Frank Tomato the Clown. A lengthy handle, but yeah. luckily Is all it? the words are are, nah, it's, it's, are legible. <laughs> I can spell that right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, follow Fenner. Find out news about their show. You can follow me at Kaya May on Instagram. K-A-Y-A-M-E-Y-Y. Yeah. You can find all my nerd content at Ben underscore Rogue on Instagram. Yes. Also, do come to our live show and listen to our past hilarious live show. Yeah, very. Fun. These are these are some some golden diamond sparkling awesome content. People, they are amazing. Get get on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can follow my cats on Instagram at No Good Cats, and also you can follow the show. We are on uh, TikTok and Instagram at The Roll Report Cast. Check us out. There is lots of cool exclusive content, stuff to be there, and... Uh, character art. Including oh. character art. Oh, I mean, yeah. by the time you release this, it's going to be fully complete and probably have been for a while, but it's yeah. dope. Hannah's doing amazing work. Big props to Hannah we bradshaw Lozier. Hell yes. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, check our live show, follow us, do the things and stuff, and like we always do, a five. A six, a five, six, seven, eight. We're in the tournament now. Walking around and looking at the stalls. Trying the food. Winning the things. Close 
Centaurs are so hot. <laughs> so hot. So hot right now. Centaurs. So hot. <laughs> <laughs>